Well, hello. Welcome to another IMCO with me, Jonathan Chan. IMCO, in my Christian opinion on whatever topped the news this past week. Thank you for joining me. And so let's begin. What topped the news this past week? Well, a couple of them. Uh, I included a couple of articles on the bottom of this uh, post, and you could uh, take a look and click on those links. Uh, one of the articles is uh, from Global, and the other one is from City TV. So what topped the news? Well, one of them being this, the self-care bingo. Uh, the BC government uh, tweeted a bingo chart like this. Uh, some of the uh, suggestions in these boxes was to make a uh, fort out of a blanket or uh, what's another one? Cry or et cetera, et cetera. But this one uh, was uh, posted by a person who uh, responded to their tweet and he rejigged it to this uh, to his own version of self-care bingo, where the center square, instead of crying out loud, he just said, died. Uh, why did it create such a firestorm on Twitter? Well, because after the BC government uh, posted this uh, bingo, uh, you know, providing self-care, self-help, just to, you know, suggest some low costs, or it even doesn't even cost any money to, you know, care for your own mental health, it received a humongous backlash from uh, from people from everywhere, saying that condemning the uh, bingo chart as condescending, insulting. Uh, don't you have anything else worried to worry about? I'm jobless, etc., etc. You know, just a whole host of emotions and anger. And so, that topped the news. Uh, the BC government. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they retracted it yet. They just left it on there saying that, well, wait a minute, the whole purpose was not to condescend anyone. It was to provide some help and suggestions on how to um, navigate through these uh, unpredictable times and especially challenging times. Um, they even offered to just drink tea or go for a walk, etc., etc. Uh, yet there are some people, some folks out there that just thought it was condescending and insulting. And... Uh, and that's unfortunate. I thought it was okay. And uh, when I read that, when I saw the bingo thing, I thought, hey, pretty cool. Um, doesn't really apply to me because uh, I, I could care less about a blanket fort, nor do I cry much. And I don't drink tea. I drink coffee. Thank you very much. Ah, nothing like a good cup of joe. So that is what topped the news this past week. It's this humongous backlash on something that was actually intended to be just something for help, some helpful hints or something that was intended to be for good was received as bad. All right. What else uh, topped the news this past week? Well, unfortunately, it's getting boring. But uh, every week we know that there are anti-mask, anti-vaxxers, anti-COVID protocols, anti-lockdown uh, rallies in downtown. It happens every week and it's starting to get a little bit boring. However, this past week, we, we heard uh, on the, uh, some of the news articles told us, informed us that this past week, a few nurses from Ontario and a doctor were invited to guest speak in this past weekend's rally. 
And they did indeed come. One of the nurses, former nurses, she was actually recently uh, let go because she attended the the insurrection on January the 6th at the White House. But she uh, spoke at the event. And uh, one thing that stuck out for me in that article is that when she, 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 sorry, let me rephrase that. One thing that stuck out for me was what she said in her speech. And the article, uh, which I included at the bottom of this page again, is uh, they quoted this interesting phrase that she said, and it was this, we create our own reality. And, uh, and that stuck with me because that's kind of applicable to the uh, self-care bingo, right? Because it was, it was, rec- it was received right, negatively, negatively by uh, a few folks, yet it was received positively with, uh, by a few folks as well. I didn't see any problem with the bad bingo, but some folks did. Hop here, anti-COVID protocols. Some see that regardless what facts are given to them, regardless how real COVID is, they still feel believe that it's a fad, it's a hoax, it's a, something that the government is trying to use to control people. Uh, they, these folks firmly believe that uh, in various conspiracy theories. So when she said, the nurse said, uh, we create our own reality, I actually don't doubt that because uh, from the bingo reactions to the anti-mask, anti-COVID protocols at rallies, clearly a lot of folks have their own realities. A lot of folks um, see facts through their reality reality lens. In other words, um, no matter how many facts are given to folks, either yourself or myself, we translate and interpret these facts through our reality lens. And, um, you know, this goes for every, almost everything, actually. I, I even have an, another example. I have an example where um, clearly uh, I, I volunteer for a baseball association. And, you know, we have a, a few elite teams. And elite teams need good players. And so these uh, many kids try out for this, uh, these elite teams. But few are chosen, right? You could, uh, you could want to uh, join these elite teams, but you have to meet a certain skill requirement, a certain level of uh, character and personality that gels well with the team so that the team can compete. And unfortunately, there are more applicants than there are chosen players. And uh, recently, I received a, a couple of emails from just disappointed parents who said that how their child was unfairly treated or unfairly evaluated. Well, unfortunately, that's your reality. In the coach's reality, your child didn't make the cut. Uh, We looked at your evaluations and unfortunately your child runs a little tad slower than the rest. Now, the parent uh, vehemently disagreed Like, no, no, my child runs fast enough. Well, that's your reality. So it's quite evident that we as human beings have our own realities. Um, And so 
How should a Christian see this? What's a, a Christian opinion when it comes to reality? Well, after much uh, experience in management and managing people, I've came across a really good book. And uh, in order to help us to communicate with others who may have realities that differ from us. And uh, I would like to recommend this book to you. And it's called Difficult Conversations by Douglas Stone. It's a very old book. And however, it's a really helpful book in order to uh, coach us on how to communicate to those who disagree with us or to those who have different realities. Case in point, uh, this book helped me to navigate with my former bosses of wage salary increases. Um, I would like to communicate that I do qualify a promotion. I want to communicate to my boss that I do qualify for that promotion or that wage increase. But how do I do that if the boss doesn't see it the same way? Or how do I create a conversation that is helpful for the both of us where I could learn about her expectations and she could learn about my expectations and so that we could be helpful for each other and reach the same goal. Well, that's Difficult Conversations. Difficult Conversations is about a book. It's, it's a book about helping us navigate through uh, folks who may have different realities than us and how to communicate with them. And so that's a book that I would like to recommend. Now, that's not a Christian opinion. My Christian opinion is coming right now in the takeaways. So there are three takeaways I would like to make on this whole idea of reality. And to respond to the uh, nurse's speech and that her quote of, we create our own realities. Number one, yes, we do. We definitely create our own realities. And unfortunately, our realities are greatly influenced by a variety of factors, namely, um, or namely some examples, tradition, things that have been passed down to us, uh, for sure religion, for me specifically, uh, and for some of you folks who may call yourself Christian, or whatever religion affiliation you may have, you know full well that your religion influences your reality. Uh, personal experiences. Uh, we develop our realities from our experiences. For example, the reality that fire burns. Well, I have personal experience of that, and I'm sure some of you have too. Gravity is another reality. Um, I have experiences with gravity, and I'm sure you have too. Also, education. Uh, there's a different levels of education that we each have. Uh, I am very blessed to be able to have graduate education, and so in, in particular fields. So my reality is informed by my education, and I think you too. And other things, uh, other uh, things that inform our reality, our family, uh, the way we were brought up, um, the various influences that we may encounter throughout our lives, that informs our reality, that influences our reality. However, point number two is that our reality, though, tends to interpret facts as opposed to allowing facts inform our reality. Uh, not just facts, but observations. So our reality becomes so callous and so set in, deeply rooted in our psyche and in our DNA, that unfortunately, when new facts approach us or observations, where we experience and observe new things, 
our reality tends to reject them or filter them or interpret it in a way that just suits our reality as opposed to allowing these facts and observations to inform our reality and continually to uh, hone our reality to the better or for the better. And, you know, the idea of truth, this is it. It's the Hegelian way of truth where we allow those things that are their observations and facts that oppose our reality to allow them to inform our reality so that we can make it better truth and better understanding of things. But unfortunately, we allow our reality to be so deeply rooted that it's become callous. And so whatever we see, whatever we uh, experience, whatever we read as fact or whatever is given to us as facts, our reality has a tendency to block it all away and uh, or filter it or interpret it so that it just supports our reality as opposed to allowing the facts to inform our reality. And unfortunately, that leads to uh, the lack of checks and balances, right? Facts and observations uh, enables us to check and balance our reality. And uh, if we allow our reality to just get fixated and deeply rooted and, and that we're so convicted into it and become callous, we don't allow the facts and observations to do their proper checks and balances on our reality. And number three, now as Christians though, Here's, here's my uh, Christian take. For Christians, our Christian reality also needs to be informed by Scripture. Yet, Scripture's interpretation also requires the necessary checks and balances. In other words, we don't just take one person's word for it. Uh, if the, on the pulpit, when, somebody says, when whoever speaks says, this is my interpretation, well, great, it is your interpretation. However, it doesn't stop there. This is the living word of God. And the living word of God means that we continually have to study it, continually allow different voices to speak into it, and continually to um, just make sure that we account for all uh, interpretations of that particular passage. Or else, again, we do not have the proper checks and balances. And the wrong interpretation of scripture has hurt many people uh, in the past. I'm sure you've some of you may have uh, witnessed folks uh, um, who have been hurt by the uh, misinterpretation of scripture. I know many women have been hurt by the misinterpre misinterpretation of scripture. Uh, many women who are very good teachers and preachers were snuffed or told to get lost because of poor interpretation of scripture. And so very important when I say yes, Christian reality needs to be informed by scripture, but scripture needs to also have its own checks and balances where we need to invite many voices of interpretation of proper scholarship and theologians who actually study this stuff to inform us of our interpretation of scripture so that we could have a close enough accurate interpretation of it in order to inform our reality. So lastly, I want to share something. Since this is it a Christian opinion, and uh, some of you have uh, asked me, hey, John, when are you going to make a reference to scripture anyway? Well, okay, to satisfy your scripture appetite, I'll provide you with this. Um, we've been, I've been talking about checks and balances. Well, uh, many of you uh, have come up to me and go, well, John, there's so many um, 
interpretation of scriptures, how do I know which one will be helpful? And uh, the general rule of thumb is to that whatever interpretation allows you to love God more, but most importantly, love everyone more, that's a proper interpretation. If it allows you and empowers you to love God more, and most importantly, to love your neighbor, which means everyone more, then that's the interpretation you should use. Uh, here's a verse, here's a passage that I want to throw for you and suge to suggest to you uh, to help you to do that checks and balance uh, whenever we read scripture. And it's found in James 3, 17 to 18. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. See, folks, in this passage, it talks about wisdom, but I think it also talks about, it refers to reality with, with revert, which <laughs> it refers to reality. It refers to scripture reading and scripture interpretation. It all boils down to, does our interpretation, does our reality promote peace, loving, gentleness at all times, and the willingness to yield to others? It is, is, it, is our reality full of mercy and good deeds? Does it, does it show no favoritism and it's always sincere? See, this verse encapsulates the checks and balances of our reality. If our reality does not fulfill any of these criteria, peace-loving, gentle at all times, willing to yield to others, full of mercy and good deeds, then we do really need to check our reality and make sure that we have other, allow the facts and observations to inform our reality. If it, for the nurse that said, we create our own reality, well, unfortunately, your reality is, needs to have a checks and balance because it definitely didn't show any of the loving, peace-loving, gentleness, and willing to yield to others. It was more like for a self-fulfilling, self-righteous, selfish uh, promotion as opposed to what Scripture says. And that's, and James, uh, James says, that's our Christian reality. Our Christian reality needs to be peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. Full of mercy and good deeds. Well, that's it for me. I hope you enjoyed my IMCO this, today. I was about to say this morning, but it's already 12.19. Uh, yeah, it's about uh, time now that uh, I would bid adieu. Till next week, have a blessed week. And again, I recommend this book, Difficult Conversations. If you are currently having trouble um, talking to people and uh, who especially disagree with you, whether it be coworkers, colleagues, your boss, or even your family, I strongly recommend Difficult Conversations by Douglas Stone. It's an old book, but it's a helpful one. And it's almost like I could say it's an oldie, but a goldie. So yes, Difficult Conversations by Douglas Stone. So again, till next time, have a blessed week. And uh, if you have any comments or suggestions or opinions, feel free to uh, write them uh, at the bottom of the Facebook, insert them in the comments section, or go to my website at www.companyofdisciples.com and message me there uh, as well. You could uh, uh, fill out that uh, contact form and just send, me, send it to my direction. 
Have a blessed week, folks. Bye now. Thank you.